Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 491 for comics originally releasing January 16th, 2019. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shop this coming Wednesday, Drew, we got all kinds of stuff going on this week. What have you heard from our listeners? Well, before we get into that, oh, yeah. don't, don't you have an announcement? I do, I do, I do. We've been uh, asking our listeners so graciously to please rate and review us on iTunes. And we said, you know what, if we get some ratings and reviews, if we get 10 by the end of the year, Drew and myself will give away a couple books. Uh, and then Eric said, I'll throw in a couple books as well. So what we did is we picked two winners from the uh, dozen or so. You guys hit our goal. We thank you so much. Um, and we drew two names. We drew our friend Solbrig and our friend Max2024. They both left us reviews on iTunes. Um, if you guys would, get a hold of Drew via either Twitter or through the uh, ComicsFunProfit at gmail.com. Or is it ComicsFunProfit at gmail? What is it? It's yeah. You can go to comicsfunprofit.com, dot com, our 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 website, and all our links are there. Or you can send us an email at comicsforfunandprofit at gmail dot com, or find us on Twitter, comicsfunprofit. Find us on Facebook, comics for fun and profit. <laughs> yeah, I, I I couldn't get the uh, the same name the same name for everything. It's all good. So get a hold of us, and we will get these care packages out to. We want to appreciate. We want yep. to say we appreciate everybody that put through. And the fourteen year old boy in me wants to say, uh, we're at sixty eight, so we need just one more review. <laughs> <laughs> you are horrible, and we, we we also needed to to especially thank Jason from Hawaii. Who's was the impetus for this contest and mm-hmm. sent us uh, a comic to start the ball rolling to give away. It's a signed comic, um, and so uh, that'll make somebody happy, hopefully. And our friend Eric at Calabunga, who uh, chipped in some really awesome high-ratio errands for us as yeah. well. Yeah, so uh, two of you will be getting uh, care packages, and... Uh, We've divided them not equally, right? One, some, so somebody, whoever comes in first with their information gets the first prize package, and the uh, the other person gets the second place prize package. They're both very nice. But both one's really. a l- yeah. one gets the one in one hundred in it, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 There's a one in one hundred variant and a one in fifty, and uh, some signed two, books some and signed some books. variants. So, yeah, there's all kinds. Of, there's a few things. Yep. And uh, you know, a nice, a nice signed picture of, of Kyle and Drew. <laughs> Don't say that. There. Now we got to get one. <laughs> we can do that. We can there you do go. That. Um, so yeah, that, that's cool. We're we're glad that uh, you guys did so well and uh, supported us. We appreciate that. Um, it's we are, we are very relevant in in searches now. Uh, I think part of that is because of you guys. I don't care what anybody says. I think that helps the the. Uh, algorithm or whatever so uh our next our next contest that we do is not going to be itunes related uh just because we don't know how to get hold of you so it's going to have to be uh something where i can actually uh contact you when you're a winner so we'll, we'll figure out what the next one is but we had fun with this one and we hope who are the two people again we have soul brig soul brig max 2024 Max two zero two four. Okay, you are the two winners. Please contact us. And if you haven't contacted us in 
let's say three or four episodes, you are out, and we will give your stuff to somebody else. Or something like that. And know. remember, uh, we're sitting at 68. <laughs> 68. <laughs> uh, let's, I, I, need to, I need to add one. We need to do something <laughs> about that. Uh, David, David Thompson says, Hey, I just listened to the episode and figured I would add my best and worst of 2018, too. All right. We love that these are, are still coming in, so uh, you heard all the ways to contact us. If you still have Best of eight, 2018 that you want to contribute, feel free. We'll do that the for the entire month of January. We'll just keep talking about the best and worst of 2018. I think that's cool. Anyway, David Thompson says, his best DC is metal, fun new characters, and expanded the broader universe. And then he said, worst DC is a tie. Challengers of the Unknown. What the f did I just read? And do and Doomsday Clock so slow to release. Mm-hmm. I still think it's good. I yeah. don't care what you. I don't care what you guys say. <laughs> Marvel, the best Immortal Hulk, great horror element. His worst Marvel is Infinity Wars. So stupid. All that for character mashups and the Infinity Gems receiving souls? Question mark. Yeah, I didn't even read it. So. <laughs> I knew it was going to be dumb. I just had that a sense. Uh, his best image is Gideon Falls, very creepy. His worst image is Versus, too chaotic and jumbled. Mm-hmm. Dr- drop that one as well. Good call on my part. Uh, his best indie, Riptide from Red 5. That oh, was very fun. Cool, yeah. That was a good one. His worst, anything from Black Mask. Mostly, <laughs> mostly duds and delayed books. I did. I, I do not agree, sir. I think they got better this year. You are wrong. <laughs> I think they got better. They released three out of four. <laughs> yeah. They finished series this year. So, anyway. His best movie was Avengers Infinity War, like you. His worst was Venom. But mm-hmm. only because it had very little to do with the comic. Yep. And no connection to Spider-Man. It was fun, but it's not... It was, but it, but not in a. It's not Venom disjointed way. All right. His best TV was uh, the Haunting of Hill House in the Punisher. It was a tie, and his worst was Jessica Jones. Mm. He said it's boring. I can see that. Uh, I think Iron Fist was more boring, but maybe it came out the year before. Yeah. Did you watch Deadly so, Class, Drew? Uh, no, I set the DVR for it though. Uh, yeah, because it actually comes out the It 15th. comes out next week. Yep. Um, so I set my DVR for it, and uh, I'm looking forward to reading Now, it is on my on-demand thing, so I could watch it. Or YouTube or, or the 35 other options. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. You know what I did watch? I watched the first half of the first episode of Cobra Kai. There you go. I've been telling you to do that since day one. Yeah, and you know what? It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I was watching it on the treadmill, so I ran out of time because I got winded. <laughs> But, I blacked out and didn't get a chance to watch it. Blacked out. I didn't get a chance to finish it. Uh, somebody came up and started talking to me, so I had to shut it off, and I never got back around to it. But I'm going to. I, I really thought it was great. The first yeah. 15 minutes were were really awesome, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish that one. Yeah. And I want to. I'll watch Deadly Class at some point. Do it. Um, I want to talk about it. All right. All right. That's that's fine. Maybe. Start a podcast with somebody else. It does what you tell them to do exactly when they tell. It. Just takes orders better. There you go. Anyway, anyway, Don Fenner asks, if DC has a regime a regime change, who would you want to see run the show? 
Hmm. Okay. So we've 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 talked about DC's struggles. Yeah. And there's problems, and something needs to give. Um, so currently in charge is Dan Didio. He's the publisher, I think. Jim mm-hmm. Lee is the chief creative officer, maybe. And uh, Jeff Johns is, I don't know what he is. He editorial, head editorial. Mm, not sure. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, but those guys are at the top. Um so they sh- they should all go, right? Let's fire all three of them. Okay, because we're because we're in charge. There you go. John just John just put us in charge. Go ahead so and burn I'm those f- bridges, Drew. I'm gonna burn go ahead. Those bridges. I'm, I've fired all three of those guys, and I want to bring in the showrunner from the CW shows. So whatever, what's his name that does all the Greg uh, uh, Greg Berlanti. Greg, Greg Berlanti. I'm gonna bring him in. I'm going to bring in Karen Berger, who was the head of uh, Vertigo, mm. and now over at Burger Books. And I'm going to bring in, hmm, who else could I bring in? Uh, I guess I need a, like a a real solid writer. Tom, or not Tom King, but uh, Tom Taylor. <laughs> Tom Taylor is a good one. Um, I was thinking Mark Wade. Lure him away from Marvel. Maybe try to get him to come over and run editorial. That might be the way to go. So that's that's my solution. Those three, a new three-headed monster to shepherd DC back uh, on the right path. What do you think? Sure. I'm, I'm not real versed in, into who would be the best on that kind of thing. Okay, well, let, let answer me this. Maybe. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. Do you, do you think it should be a... a, a a, a comics guy leading it or a CEO type leading it? I always want to say a comics guy. So things like me is like, I wonder if you put Scott Snyder in charge of all of that kind of thing. Oh my God. And just let him go crazy. <laughs> Everything would be 20 issue arcs. Exactly. And then just uh. like, maybe there'd be a, I, I mean, what we need is new creativity and not be like, you know what would be great is if we took Dick Grayson and renamed him Rick Grayson. We need something other than that kind of thing, but like something Big, because like the best thing that's happened to DC in a dozen years or in a long time is like things like Court of Owls are still the biggest thing that that, that stick out to me, and Metal are the, still the two biggest things that stick out to me. And guess what? They're ne- friggin' Snyder projects. One was ne- New Fifty Two, and New Fifty Two was a big deal. New Fifty Two brought a lot of people into the tent, including the two of us. Correct. Um, so I'm so biased new, in that regard. So new new fifty two, those guys were around then. Those guys were the current guys were in charge. So that was a good idea. So maybe I shouldn't have fired them. Dang it! Now they're already gone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do I do think that maybe uh, new blood would do something. But yeah, I, I'm I'm on the fence too. I'm like, well, on one hand, I think you need somebody that comes in with new ideas and embraces technology, and mm-hmm. you know. You know, because DC is antiquated, man. They're old school. You know, they do not have a, a, a Marvel Unlimited app version of DC. Um, they 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 don't embrace, you know, bringing in new writers that, you know, are off of a hot indie project like Marvel does. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's the way to go, or maybe you go with a writer 
Could you lure Brian K. Vaughn out of the, the, the depths of independence to be like, let's let's try to save superheroes for a good at, couple at, years? As much as I love BKV, mm-hmm. and as much as I am a left-leaning guy, uh-huh. ev- it would be the most PC Well, I didn't say watch. fraction. I said <laughs> BKV. <laughs> no, BKV is, is bad. Yeah. He's he's worse. He's left more left than I am. If that's that, I see, I don't follow him on Twitter anymore. So I don't. Like he's not on Twitter. Just in his back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's a tough one. Uh. So. Because I'm trying to think creativity, new IPs, and, and and things like that. Because that's what gets me going. Is is the new. Because you know I get tired of the same Batman, the same Superman, the same retreads of. I mean every well, okay. every storyline well, seems familiar. That's what Marvel's Marvel did. Let's make Cap bad. Let's let's make Thor a woman. Let's yeah. well, no, those are the same characters. Like new characters. Like cool. Hey, Cosmic Ghost Rider seems like a new take completely on this character. It's a different person. It's it's a new take on that. That's that seems fresh. Yeah. Now you know it did okay. as as much as Fem Thor actually inadvertently worked for me. It didn't work for me because it was Fem Thor. Right. Okay. I get you. Hi, right. uh, did we solve it? No, we made it worse. We made, we made it where we ruined comics. We fired people for no apparent reason. <laughs> if I fired people without a plan. What are those I doing? It's no good. Don't put us in charge of anything. Yeah. Uh, Michael Lamb says DC has finally taken the plunge and allows books on the Comicsology Unlimited app. Uh, they don't have everything, but a nice chunk, including a lot of good vertical titles. Okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. They're just now putting some of their digital comics on Comixology. They did not come up with their own app that Marvel's had for how long. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is part of it because they don't want to hurt the re- their retailer partners? That's nice. You know, they, they do seem to be a company that is more uh, retailer friendly, but not lately. Because of some of the, their their recent fiascos with Mar- with the Walmart deal and the wedding issue fiasco and some other things, so they've made some missteps recently with re- retailers. But by and large, in the past, they had always been more retail friendly. Uh-huh. So is that why they're not putting out a a digital unlimited app, or do they not have smart enough people to pull it off? Or or is it worth their time? Because, I mean, part of dragging your feet on Comixology is giving Amazon a cut. But that would be, I would think, the motivation to make your own friggin' service. But, I mean, True. they have their own service. You can log digital comics and watch them and, and, and do them on their sites. I do it all the time. So they have the ability to read digitally on, on the DC website and stuff. Yeah. But selling them individually on Comixology, oh, on, oh Comixology Unlimited, you don't sell them. You get a, it's all you can. Oh, that's right. That's the subscription. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's the the Netflix for books. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, so instead hmm. of doing the Marvel Unlimited, we're talking about them not doing their own back back issue subscription version. Gotcha. Yeah. And is it possible that they just don't have the infrastructure to be converting all their back catalog to digital? I don't. Know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how much is out there. I've never looked for old DC in digital form. I don't know if it exists. You know, new stuff does, but I, I don't know if the old stuff does. Yeah. So once again, we failed to answer that question as well. <laughs> we are over two. Oh, day. 
Okay, Brandon asks, I've never been to a big convention, but I want to go to one this year. What is your... Let me see. I don't even know what I said here. What's this here? What is your favorite... I have my window too small. What is your favorite part of them? Looking for comics, panels, Artist Alley, the movies and TV stars, or something else? Artist Alley by a mile. That's my favorite thing, is to go down, meet creators, wait in a few lines, talk to see people, people you, you, you like their new books, just getting to go up to them and tell them how much you like their books, buying their little individual print books, getting some of them to make little sketches and stuff for you. Artist Alley is where I spend almost all of my time. The other thing I like the most is uh, getting there at the very beginning and rushing to try to get the exclusive books. The stuff that they only have a few per day and the stuff that you got to find the booth number and, and snag up. Those are my two high points. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like paying $500 so that I can shake somebody's <laughs> hand and get a blurry picture with my eyes closed. No, that's that. No, I don't like that. Um, we don't do the celebrity thing, yeah. We don't do the celebrity thing. Although we both regret uh, not doing the Stanley. Yes, probably. Yeah, I mean, I got pictures of him. It's not with him. <laughs> I got illegal pictures where I was by the sign that said, don't take pictures. <laughs> Pretending to uh, talk on your phone as you... Uh, yeah, snap, snap, yeah. snap. Um, but yeah, Artist Alley is the fun for me. Uh, I'd go to the panels. I'd go to uh, probably uh, you know, two or three panels a day when I'm there. You know, either uh, something by the uh, a publisher that I like and they're announcing new things and they have creators sitting up there and you get to ask them questions. That's fun. Um, I've gone to some panels on... You know, like uh, how to how to make a comic. That's always fun to see, like the process part. Yeah, digital um, shading. That was actually quite fun. Just watching the digital process and shading and line work. Yeah, yeah. To know that um, I do not have the technical savvy to ever do my own comic, so that was kind of demoralizing and crushing. <laughs> but but, uh, but you know, I, you know, it was tough love, and I needed to hear it. Um, so yeah, that that stuff is fun. Um, I like. I do actually like sometimes taking a break and just d- digging through long boxes and, and going to comics booths and looking at uh, their keys and seeing what they what they what they have that <laughs> I I may have never seen in person before. So that's always cool to see like an amazing fifteen or something like that. Um, Finding some nerdy niche T-shirt from one of the vendors is always fun and cool. True, true. getting ripped off by Greg Horn is fun. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are all inside jokes. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> you, if you've been, if you're a longtime listener, you'll get you'll get a lot of this. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I, I like a lot of that stuff. But I I do I agree with Kyle. Uh, Artist Alley is the most fun. Uh, they're people that you know and people that you don't know. And um, uh, I will give you a tip though uh, on Artist Alley. Um, some of these guys who are advertised you know for the big shows you know you'll you'll get a frank show uh that'll be there and he'll say he'll be there all three days but he's sitting there and sketching or eating lunch or talking to his friends for 90 percent of the time he's at his table if he's even at his table and he signs a book for about an hour a day so you got to know exactly when when some of the big names are going to be there because they don't hang out very much and they don't and and actually you can walk up to him and say hi and then he'll they'll just point to the sign that says 
uh, I'm sketching, leave me alone. And a lot of them will just chit-chat with you, but aren't signing at the time, but are more than welcome to, to chit-chat and hang out and, and say hi and talk about books and futures and stuff like that. But Some of them are D-bags. And then there's, of course, some, but yeah. Uh, if you're taking books, have them all organized. Uh, have yeah. post-its on yep. them. Be like, because, <clears> like, uh, I think it was Cho or somebody wasn't really signing, but I walked by and he had no line and nothing going on. So I just was able to, I had my books organized so I could just grab him and say, hey. And he was like, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, yeah, if you do want to get signed, that's my favorite part is like, like, hey, thanks, thanks for what you do. I enjoyed this this project or that project that you were on. Hey, sign this book to Drew. This would be awesome. And sometimes they personalize it, which is always cool. And they drew a little sketch or something. That's always fun. And I get a little keepsake of that moment. Yeah, and um, if you have any of the triple X variants of sex criminals or anything, it's weird. It's fun to take those uh, slightly pornographic <laughs> books and uh, try to sneak them to the creators. <laughs> yeah, always fun. So yeah, uh, good luck, Brandon. And yeah, I don't know which convention you're going to go to this year, but uh, um, have fun. Uh, they they're a blast. Wear comfortable shoes. Yeah. Take lots of cash. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So yeah, that's all, that's all our feedback for the week. We should take a look at FOC. All right, of course, FOC is the final order cutoff. It is your last bite at the apple, your last chance to order books that you missed in previews but don't want to try to chase on the day they come out or in the secondary market. Something that's, let's say, has caught a little bit of fire in the last month, but you still got a little bit of time before it releases. Um, most retailers can add or subtract books from their order and if you have a retailer that does that, make sure you get in there this weekend before midday Monday and say, hey, add, a, add one of these, add a couple of these, or make sure I don't miss out on this book. If you don't have a retailer that has FOC, uh, we recommend Cowabunga Comics. You can, of course, email Eric at Cowabunga, and he will hook you up with not only the list of FOC items on a regular basis, but the ability to order them through Cowabunga as well. There's also a quick link in our show notes that you can click on and sign up automatically for it as well very cool of course eric features a few books on the foc that he sees a little bit of extra movement on him this week he has talked about batman 64 uh the last cold case variant edition sean murphy on a uh, nice little sideways book something in the landscape format it's got the little batman tumbler in the background pretty cool looking we have the sejic cover b of unnatural number seven as that i think that's a yeah, 12 issue series, number seven there. Um, Daredevil number one, the Chip Zdarsky book. We have uh, the Juan Totino Tedesco. I believe that's the cover A, if I'm not mistaken, on that one. Really cool cover. And from Aftershock Comics, he's featuring Oberon number one. It's a Ryan Parrott book. But Drew, as we climb into the FOC, let's start in Dark Horse. Uh, Girl in the Bay. Uh, that I don't remember that. I don't pay that much attention to Dark Horse um, lately, but I probably should. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the uh, that's the the De Mateus book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. I want this. I have some of these coming. I think. Um. So yeah, the Girl in the Bay is J M De Mateus, art by Corbin <coughs> Howell. <coughs> it's a it's a number one from Dark Horse. And it's about 17-year-old uh, Kathy Satori back in 1969. There's your, there it is, 69. Hey. <laughs> uh, where she was brutally attacked. Now, aren't, don't you feel bad for laughing? Nope. Her, her body hurled into Brooklyn's Shippard Bay, Sheepshead Bay, 
Miraculously, she survives, fights her way back to the surface, only discovers 50 years have passed. And an eerie doppelganger has lived out an entire life of her in her place. That sounds cool. Um, so that was one I was excited about back during the pre-order cycle, and I'm still excited about it. Is it a limited series or an ongoing? It says it's an ongoing, so that means in two issues it will say number three yeah. of six. That's a tough one to get a lot out of, but it sounds like a pretty interesting premise. Yeah. All right. Anything else in Dark Horse, sir? No. no. All right. It's head on down to DC. Uh, there's a little something called Female Furies. Uh, I don't. This is Cecil Castellucci doing the writing with Adriana Mello on art and a Mitch Garrods cover. You can tell it looks very uh, Mr. Miracle-y. Um, and it's about uh, the f- the female Furies, including Big Barda uh, from Mr. Miracle. So uh, I'm not familiar it, with the Mr. Mr. Miracle verse. So, am I going to nah. know anything about this going cold? Yeah, I, I don't know anything about New Gods except for what I read in Mr. Miracle, and that really wasn't a New Gods book. So, um, I think I would be lost here. I have to go to Wikipedia before I read it. The second issue of Young Justice, um, if you, like me, sampled the first issue. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, and I, just, I just read this. I just read the second issue. So, um, or read the first issue. So now I can uh, make my decision on whether I want to keep getting this or not. And I don't know because <laughs> it was, I'm probably a no. I like Jenny Hex. Yeah. She's a good, she's a good character. Um, there was a lot of character. They introduced a ton of characters in that first issue. So, you know, they were trying to set the, the table for what was to come. It was very much chapter one of a six part story. So not a lot happened. They did get the gang together. Um, it's, it's a super young team <coughs> and I'm not sure if it's written for me and it doesn't have to be cause it's a. It's a kid's line, so um, I, I I can't really ringingly endorse this book. But you have, but if you liked it more than I did, um, and the first issue came out uh, this week, uh, you can make your decision on on number two. There you go. What in the name of Japanese bubblegum is going on with Harley Quinn fifty eight cover B by Derek Chu? another sideways and there's this uh i like it but i can't decide if i like it it's really bright it's very glossy yeah so was are all the b covers a uh, landscape and a certain theme of some sort and did i miss that memo yeah Which, they're not all what, not all just no. some <coughs> But I think I really like that Harley Quinn. Do I know much of this Chew guy? No, I, I not the name doesn't sound familiar. Huh. <clears throat> Interesting. I'll have to do a little bit of research. Francis Manipole with a really nice green arrow, forty 
nine cover B as well. But I think that's about it for DC, unless you're still on United States versus Murder Incorporated. Uh, I am. I enjoyed that very much. The last uh, issue. Yeah, it's the last issue. Um, it, it took quite a jump, and if you hadn't read everything in the past, you probably got a little lost, but I, I, I still think it's good. It's not the best of the Jinx World titles. Uh, that goes to Scarlet in my mind. Um, followed by cover, right, or 1, 2, 2, 1A, 1B, whatever. They're, those are my two favorites. Um, but it, it's still good. I still like it. All right, let's head on down to IDW, see what they have to offer. I have no idea what G.I. Joe Sierra Muerto, Muerte is, but I'm not a G.I. Joe guy. So. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't, I don't think this is a good jumping on point. Probably not. All right, let's see what Image has. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, Cemetery Beach now, seven issue miniseries, uh, six issue is out, uh, the 20th issue of Curse Words, uh, it's got to be close to the end I would guess. It's the end of an arc, so not the end of a series, so they've got another arc it seems planned. Third issue of Die, um, I haven't read the second issue yet, it's sitting on my stack to reread, um, so we'll see how that goes. Vindication, number one, the the uh, number one from Image uh, this week, or the week coming up, of course, this is FOC, a M.D. Marie book, uh, it will be one of four, and it is the premiere of this miniseries. Yeah, most of these are be, well, these books will be coming out on the 6th of February. Yeah, February 6th. It's really, really weird to see Walking Dead being solicited with just one single solitary cover. But uh, it's still good, good, good series, man. Still, this should be it. a really good issue. It's fine. It's time to learn once and for all: is princess friend or foe? Yeah. Did uh, were you? Did you get a lot of this vindication? Did you get a ton of them, or just uh, dip your toe? Just dip my toe in that one. You know me in four issue series. If it doesn't have a long tail, I sometimes uh, knock a little bit of its spec value out. Oh, I didn't notice it was a four issue. Yeah. Yep, there it is. Four issues. Okay. So I think I got one to read, but uh, I didn't go long haul on that again because it's just a short, short series. Yep. Uh, third issue of Prodigy. It's six issue series um, from Mark Millar, and uh, Unnatural. Now a twelve issue miniseries. It's seven issue is out with a that beautiful Sejic B cover. Yeah. Uh, that is very, very nice. That's pretty much it for me in Image. All right, let's see what we can find in Marvel. Let's see, we got Age of X-Men, Marvelous X-Men, one of five. Uh, this is Lonnie Nadler and Zach Thompson doing the writing with Marco Fela doing the art and a Phil Noto cover. Uh, Enter the Age of X-Men, the perfect heroes for a perfect world. The X-Men have helped make the world into a utopia where living in fear and hatred is a thing of the past. All people are united under the banner of mutant kind, and all of mutant kind idolizes the X-Men. Jean Grey, Colossus, Storm, X-23, X-Man, Nature Girl, Magneto, and of course the amazing Nightcrawler. When danger threatens the world, the marvelous X-Men set things right for the good of all, and no one dares say otherwise. Well, that sounds good. I hate sounds the way better. they look. I hate the way they look. Sounds better than uh, the Uncanny book. I hate the way X-23 looks. I don't like the way Colossus looks. Where did Ar- Where does his arm go? 
yeah. freaked out. We got the eyeball of Thor, and somebody has horns. Now that's Phil Noto's cover, so nope. doesn't. Well, they look you know in multiple of them, it seems to be similar. Not Red, Rob Liefeld's. No, that's true. X twenty three looks terrible in that one. Yeah, and she it, it's even worse when you get down to the uh, the. There was another one. That's not what she looks like, guys. Who's uh, not paying attention? Yeah, and is that Pachetto? Is that the actual cover of that thing? I don't know. I guess. All the all the secret variant. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah, I don't like that's the a, look of that. I'm hoping that's not what the interior looks like as well, or that's yeah. the, the the way they're taking some of those characters, or like the a, way 23 looks. Oh, the Liefeld variant is $80. Yeah. Ouch. Captain Marvel number one going to a second print already. We knew that was coming. Is that a different? That's a different cover, isn't it, though? Which one was it? I'm, I'm on Avengers. Sorry, uh, Captain Marvel number one, second print. I can't remember if that's similar to one of the variants out of it or not. I do like the Mateo Scalera Avengers cover. It's a wraparound. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what Pacheco does with, uh, this is this a secret variant? Oh, that's a Skrulls variant. It's like maybe he's doing a, like a series of poly bags or something. Mm-hmm. We get the second issue of Champions. Excited about that. Did you read Conan? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's all right. I, well, had, pe- I had no plans to read Conan, though, either. People are losing their minds about it, but I don't think it's that great. Oh, in a good way? I just assumed yeah. something stupid happened and everybody flipped no. out. No, they love it. Well, that's good. That's good. It's good. I don't see it, but that's good. <laughs> I don't have to see it. It doesn't all have to be for me. Ooh, we have a Dell Auto signing. That's an $8 Daredevil with no image. Mm. Bummer. So Zdarsky riding Daredevil. Yeah, I think that's great. I'll be on it. I'm on it. We got uh, Gunhawks, number one. This is uh, Maria Laffam and David Laffam, or Laffam, uh, who do uh, Stray Bullets, and I love that. They also do Lodger. I like that. Um, Luca Pizzari is on art. And um, if Laffam's not doing the art, I guess he couldn't with doing the other two books, so... And then Gerardo Zafino doing a cover. Uh, for Marvel's 80th anniversary, we've set our sights on bringing some old titles back into the herd. And we've brought in Stray Bullets, David and Maria, for a bullet-riddled saga of violence, vengeance, and Western justice. In the days of the Old West, there were plenty of fearsome folk, cowboys, wrestlers, and lawmen, but few were as fearsome as the Gunhawks. Cool. I like Westerns. I will like. I will check that out. Back to the well of Old Man Quill. Peter Quill is the old man in this one now. So we'll see what they do with those. They keep going back to that well. Yeah, this this is that sax guy doing this one like he did the other old man yep. stuff. Yep. Little Hawkeye stuff. Mm. Yeah. There's been people some liked ones. it. People like Hawkeye. The, I, we see Shuri, number two and three, both going to a second print. Like I said from the get-go, popular series. Going to continue to sell through. <laughs> you did say that. 
Um, what is Marvel's annotated? Don't know. Alex Ross and Kurt, Kurt Busick on writing and Alex Ross on art. Celebrating the 25th anniversary of the series that changed the way we look at superheroes, the landmark Marvels is back. In the year 1939, young photojournalist Phil Shudden attends the sensational unveiling of the fiery android Human Torch, little knowing he is witnessing the dawn of the Age of Marvels. So is this a reprint? called Collecting Marvels 0 and 1. Okay. So it's another. It's an $8 retread. Yep, there you go. You love that stuff. Yep, you're going to get me every time with that marble, except no. <laughs> I do not care about the 55 uh, covers for X-Men 11. You skipped right over Star Wars Age of Republic Skywalker number one. Okay. These one-shots have been all kinds of fun. Here's Jody Hauser writing on Anakin Skywalker number one. Guest starring Obi-Wan Kenobi. Have they been good? Yeah, yeah. My buddy Justin's been reading all of them, and he's really liked several of them. He he likes the one-shot aspect of them and says they've been quite good. One and done. There you go. I get behind that. Uh, third issue of Wizard Beach from Boom. Are you done with Marvel? Let's head on down to Boom. <laughs> uh, first issue was uh, not for me. A little wacky. A little wacky? Oh, my. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, let's see what Dynamite has. Another Red Sonia comes out. And this is who? Somebody we like, right? Mark Russell. Mark, someone I like for sure. Yep. And there's yeah, a so, $50 Frank Cho. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming I have this on order, but I don't know. Maybe I don't. I went to Connor... Lesnar, Ward, Cho. No, it's a regular price Frank Cho as well. I don't know what the difference. Oh, yeah, what's the? Oh, it's a uh, black and white. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Maybe we're snagging that Cho up. It's a nice looking cover. I did that on yeah. the, the last uh, Red Sonia or which whoever it was. I grabbed Campbell's and Cho's just for fun. Yeah, that is nice. But I missed that entirely. All right, we're done with that. See if you can find anything else anywhere. And um, powers in action. Oh, anything? Art Balthazar. So we know the art for him. We've seen him do quite a uh, few things. Oh, okay. And then, did you already dig into that Oberon that uh, Eric highlighted? Yes, aftershock. I've got a couple of these coming. It seemed kind of neat. Uh, Ryan Para with Milos uh, Slavkovic on art. Betrayal by betrayed by his people and exiled to Earth, Lord Oberon, the former king of the fairies, seeks out an innocent prophesized child in order to manipulate her into becoming his ultimate weapon, so that he can can reclaim his rightful throne. Supernatural adventure, proving once and for all that fairies should never be trusted. So yeah, last chance for that. Um, I think they gave us some uh, internal art in the previews that I actually really liked. Well, I really like the first issue of Slap, Snap, Flash, Hustle from Black Mask, um, who, of course, you know, we learned a listen, listener David hates Black Mask, <laughs> but I still like it. He them. was simply disappointed. Yes. So uh, the second issue is available now, so I, I recommend it. The first issue was good. You can get the first 
issues second printing here uh, looks like a different cover to me um, along with the second issue so that uh, is a Pat Shan book um, with art by Emily Pearson it's good stuff it's it's kind of got a you know it's it's very modern so it's about Instagram uh, models and uh, you know making money from doing that with promotions and and things like that but then there's also like a CD drug ring underneath all of that so that's it, it's kind of a cool cool hook I enjoyed it a lot and it's um it's it's definitely worth reading at least the first issue was so I don't know how the, how the second issue will be well, there you go anything else in our FOC sir uh, Sally's is fun read, but it's on its seventh issue. No, um, lots of good stuff back here. Survival Fetish's fifth issue. Uh, the Wilds trade paperbacks out. Really good, an Archie. Uh, but that's that's enough for me from FOC. All right, if we're done with the FOC, sir, let's head on over to PureReviewsWorld.com. Find January 16th, 2019 and start where we love to start. Drew, let's start an image. Nothing really. Middle West number three is probably the highlight of image for me. Those books have been selling pretty well. Another really nice Mike Huddleston cover there. Last issue of Days of Hate. Oh, that's out. Uh, fifth issue of Burnouts. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. It, it does have a, a Justin Greenwood cover. I'm a big fan of his from The Fuse. Yeah, very cool. And that's the end of its first story arc. And maybe it. You never know with these books. <laughs> Sales aren't there. They're not there. There you go. Yep, a little, uh, little light spec-wise from Image this week. There you go. Let's head on down to Dark Horse. I have no idea how to pronounce TSU. Avatar Su Te's Path. Okay. Of course, this like is it. Avatar, the Blue Cats movies. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sherry so there... Smith on writing, and Dan Dursema and Dan Parson on art. Is there a new movie coming out? There are four new movies coming out. Anything coming in this year? I don't know if it, it might be a Christmas this year, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. James Cameron's shot like three or four of them at the same time, and he's going all crazy on it. Hmm. So he's like his Lord of the Rings? Yeah. All right. But this might uh, get you back into the Blue Cats riding on Pterodactyl's world. It was a good movie. Yeah. 3D was nice. That's it for me. All right, let's head on to IDW. Uh, third issue of Lodger. It's uh, the life and book like I was talking about, and it's a little confusing, but I'm kind of really fascinated by it in the same way. It's just uh, I'm not 100% sure what, what exactly is going on, um, but it is really cool to read. TMNT's Shredder in Hell, number one, by Mateus Santalacau. Abandon all hope. The Shredder returns in his brand new miniseries. Oroko Saki's death is just the beginning, and his journey through the depths of the underworld proved to be anything but a divine comedy. How much of Shredder's soul will remain after he faces the horrors of hell? 
That's new. Yeah. I like the uh, Eastman B cover. That's really yeah, nice. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, that's it. That's it in Dark Horse. DC Comics, Catwoman. Let's let's look at that B cover. And it is not our boy Art Germany. Where we have a Ben Oliver cover. Still a very good one. The Batman Who Laughs. Yes. What's that glorious Capullo cover that you liked? And as the Oliver. B. Yep. Uh, ben Oliver's on the cover B. Oh, is that is that who that is? Yep. So Jock's doing the interior art and the cover A. Oh, okay. No Capullo. That must have been issue one. That was issue one. Correct. Uh, we got a detective. Uh, this is Peter J. Tomasa's countdown to Tomasi's countdown to uh, one thousand. It's been pretty fun. A lot of good Batman going on right now. There you go. Jai Lee with cover B on Flash 62. Wow, Green Lantern sold enough it went to a second printing. Hey, all right. Yeah. Been hearing a lot of good things about Hawkman. Um, might be something I need to check out and trade because I skipped it. I do not know about that Mateo Scalera on the cover B for Wonder Woman. Not mean to talk ill of Mateo Scalera book uh, art, but I don't like it. Well, he's no he's no Jenny Frizen. True, true, true. It's got it's got kind of a Frank Miller look to That's it, doesn't it? That's what I was it? thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking when I saw it. Huh. Oh man, Matina doing Suicide Squad fifties B cover. That's awesome. Wonder if that's part of a gate or a connecting variant. It's very dark. Anything else? And, oh, Scooby Apocalypse on issue thirty three. Can you believe it? I wouldn't have thunk it. It's right. it, it, it's on the same number as Titans. Yeah. <laughs> Let's head on down and see what Marvel has for us this week. What, did you look at Red Hoods? Yeah, it was, nothing. It was black. Nothing, nothing, nothing special. Yeah. So Black Widow number one. Okay. No other covers. I mean, they're not going too crazy with the covers, it doesn't seem. This is Jen and Sylvia Saska with uh, Flaviano doing the art and a Clayton Crane cover. Hmm. Uh, I, these have not worked for me before, but doesn't mean this one won't connect. Do you know the Saskas? I do not. I do not either. There's that second issue of Conan. Yeah. A lot of second friend prints on everything. Oh, on those Defenders titles. Okay. Man, how many books is Zadarsky freaking writing? He's writing Invaders, number one, two. The greatest generation of Marvel heroes are back uh, to stop one of their own in commemoration of Marvel's 80th anniversary. It's bringing from the events in the pages of Avengers and the best defense. The Marvel Universe's first super team is back. Captain America, Human Torch, Winter Soldier, Namor. They fought in the World War II together as the invaders. Is this a one-shot? I don't know. Are these one-shots? Butch Gweiss doing the cover. Or Gweiss. Chip Zdarsky doing the writing. And Carlos Mango Magno on uh, art and interiors. Huh. I think I... Uh, Want to check that out? Yeah. Marvel Comics presents. This is the classic Marvel series returning for Marvel's 80th anniversary. 
three titanic tales celebrating the first decade of Marvel stories. First, an all-new tale of the man they call Wolverine from the 40s, then Captain America, and finally, an untold tale of Namor and the atom bomb. They don't see a lot of Namor, uh-uh. so it's good that he's back in the limelight a little bit. This, of course, is written by... Oh man, this you could you if if you were drawing up the three worst writers to pick for this <laughs> for me, you couldn't do any worse than Charles Soule, Anne Nascenti, and Greg Pak. <laughs> My God, you want to th- why don't you throw uh, Steve Orlando from DC and slide him in there? I like Greg Pak. Eh, not really. You don't. <laughs> I just think I do. You just think you do. You don't really. Star Wars Age of Republic special, number one, a one-shot. We've got four stories here, uh, one involving uh, somebody coming after Mace Windu. We've got Ventress in another one. Uh, we got a Jar Jar story and a Captain Rex story. So there's four and one for five bucks. That's a bargain by Marvel standards. <laughs> no kidding. Venom hit its its 10th issue. Hopefully it continues to click with people. So far, so good. Yeah. Anything else in Marvel, sir? No, I think that does it. All right, let's head on down to Dynamite. And down to Boom. (laughs) Hey, there's your uh, FOC Black Badge. Yeah. Always a big fan. Very cool. That's one of my favorites. Did you decide if you're going to let your eight-year-old read that black badge since he's a scout? I'm not going to yet. He doesn't read well enough for it to be too much fun. Well, Dad, you could read to him. <laughs> Takes away from gaming. <laughs> of course, Firefly on issue three. That's it for me. Man, nothing in the back half? Oh no! I was waiting for oh, you to sorry. give me give me the go ahead. Yep, I've already moved down to the smaller publishers. Okay, well, Appalachian Apocalypse number one from Billy Tucci, and art by Ethan Nicole. After the ancient staff of Lilith, a mother of the damned reanimates the dead. Country boy JB and his estranged upper crust wife Anne must come together to stop the zombie hordes and save the people of Appalachia. I am excited. How did we not end up pre-ordering this? Oh, well, we might not have, but I did. Cave Pictures Publishing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. We have, it could be happening right here in our hills. Yeah, we have Fearscape number one. Oh, it's a third print of Fearscape number one from July? Yeah, well, that was good. Fearscape was good. Ryan O'Sullivan. So if you missed out on that, Fearscape number yeah. one returns for a third print. And here's Knights of the Golden Sun. Uh, it's on its third issue. This is a Mad Cave book. And the reason I mentioned this third issue is because my first issue uh, is currently at 45 bucks on eBay and has 11 bidders, and it goes off for sale tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this, it'll be off sale in about four hours. And um, let's hope let's hope they go crazy. Let's get this thing up to a hundred bucks. That'd be awesome. I can't believe how hot this book is. What book was it? Knights of the Golden Sun. Oh wow! From Mad Cave. White Widow. Do we care about that? 
Well, I remember when this was a this was a book that was uh, kickstarted. I remember. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember the Kickstarter for this. Now it's Red Giant. Yep. So when uh, when a book is kickstarted, and and they do their distribution, and then they pitch it to a a label or a publisher, uh, what's the difference in value between the kickstart number one and the real publisher number one normally the kickstart there's a lot there's usually less of so i would think those normally have the more value does it devalue then the the spec value of a number one at a publisher if it's been kickstarted yep in my mind i'd want the kickstarted kickstarter backer version or whatnot okay I'm, i i think i agree but you is that that look good to you that white widow it's a it's a it's a striking character so it does look you know i don't know the writing on it but it's a cool looking character and sometimes that's enough as we saw with uh spider gwen all right drew anything else no all right this is the point of the podcast where i ask for your pick of the week what's the one book to make sure you go to your lcs make sure you're at the beginning of the line make sure you get your books and drop it in the top of a top loader and enjoy it keep it close to your heart what do you got for us uh, I'm going to go with... Just assumed you were going with whatever Appalachia. Yeah, that's a good one. It's definitely a good one. Whatever I thought I knew I had. <laughs> I am going to have to go... I guess I'm going to have to go with uh, Appalachian Apocalypse, number one. From uh, Cave <coughs> Pictures Publishing. Not to be confused with Mad Cave. This is. Could you stop? No, I'm going to work on it. Could you go cut your head off? Easy stop. Easy. Please stop. I I can't get my pick. The listeners cannot hear my spec pick because you keep coughing over it. Yeah, I had it on tap 10 minutes ago. We'd be done with this, and I could have coughed off mic. Appalachian Apocalypse. (coughs) You son of a... (laughs) You did it on purpose. I might have on that one. Cave Pictures Publishing. Kyle, what's your spec pick? Oh, my goodness, there's just so much this week. Of course, Black Badge, if you got the FOC, that is the coolest looking one, and the one you want to have on that one. Uh, I don't care about Adventure Time. What was the other one? I like the cover B for Suicide Squad 50. I think that is a Francisco Matina cover that is really striking, very cool, and people are going to try to find that, and it's not going to be there because it's a extra size anniversary issue. What number is it? Fifty. Fifty. So I think Bee that's going to be one of those bees that kind of creeps up, and uh, people can't find as many t- as they want. So, have you done any research on all these? Since these bee covers have been going hot and heavy for quite some time yeah. now, so we kind of have we have our favorites. Uh-huh. We have our art germs. We have uh, Matina. Uh huh. Uh, Jenny Frizen. Not so much her, but yeah. Uh, who, there was a couple of others that... Middleton, Josh Middleton got hot. Yep, for the Batman for a while. Girls. Yeah, so of those, um, are you still are you seeing consistent selling staying power on those? Nope, or how, you're, are, you're are seeing those... ones that are under-ordered and spike. Like the that one Frizen one jumped up to like 15 bucks for a good long time. And those Middleton Batgirls spiked for a while. Uh, you saw a couple of the Flash that were Matitas go up, but I, there's no real consistency. I think it just ends up being the ones that uh, mm-hmm. people are either caught off guard with or just really strike the public. Okay, do you recommend cherry picking? Yes. 
the hot ones, or do you put a lot together of like all your Middletons and all your Frizens and and sell them that way? I I think you cherry pick the hot ones and try to just flip those. Hmm. That's not the answer I wanted, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> but some really cool stuff out there. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself as we come through your comics coming out on January 16, 2019. Of course, if you disagree with what we chose today, feel free to drop us a line at Comics for Fun and Profit. Find us on our website. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, all those different places. Uh, tell us what we missed or tell us if we're crazy for picking the picks that we picked. So we'd love to hear from you. So for Drew and for myself, see ya.